come through South Florida in a period of six weeks. So, um, yeah, by experienced <laughs> by, by the time Jean left, I was like a hurricane prep goddess, <laughs> <laughs> which comes in very handy. It does. You yeah. gave great advice yesterday. I hadn't heard anywhere else. Like, take plastic bottles, anything like you had, maybe your big apple juice or quarts of, and fill them up with water. Put them in the freezer, and then if you lose power. Take those and put them in the refrigerator. It keeps your refrigerator colder. Isn't that simple but very yeah. effective? Isn't that nice? Didn't you like that? Make your That's food last good, longer. Yeah. <laughs> and she gave some really great advice for people who are panicking about water. She and you, because you learned this from in Florida, right? We did. Some folks didn't prepare, uh, and so they were running out of water, and there were things on the roads that they couldn't get to a store. So, the news said, by the way, people, you have gallons and gallons of water in your hot water heater, and it's potable water, and you can drink it. And if the um, Obviously, if the power's been out for quite some time, that water should be nice and cold. How do you get it? Just open the valve <laughs> there's there? A, there's a little spigot on most of them to drain them if need be. So. Good to know. Good, yeah. Very good advice, yeah. right? I, I love her <laughs> advice. It's really, because I really think we are going to get winds. We are going to get rain. That much we know. How strong the winds are, how much rain we're going to get, we don't know yet. But we do know you've got to be prepared with things like watch for things flying in your yard. Make sure your pets are inside in an easy location. They don't, you want them outside in this kind of weather, right? You may lose power. Um, you may lose if you lose power or you lose if you don't have, um, you know, anything to charge your phones with. Mm-hmm. You couldn't charge your phones. So it's good to have your batteries for your phones and everything mm-hmm. charged little up. charger mm-hmm. banks. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, we don't think about this, but how long does your computer last without power till the battery drains out, right? So you, yeah. that would mean then... And, I mean, so these things can happen, of course. Um, and uh, there is going to, we'll keep you posted as long as we can. We have to be concerned because we have transmitters up on Haleakala and different places around the island, and winds can affect them. I really think the thing we have to also be concerned about is trees going down. Yes. Especially up country. Especially, yes. Olinda. Exactly. Oh, Olinda Road. Because weak up. Um, yep. oh, right. Well, yeah. back in the day, they old planted old. several eucalyptus trees up there, and they have very short, shallow root, uh, roots, so they just fall over in, in wind. They do, and we've seen that. They, sometimes they fall in over without wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they were trying to take them down, too, they, because they I don't know if they took them all down yet. Not all of them. Yeah. They're in the process. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you know, if you're driving on a Linda Road, um, be careful, you know, because, um, you know, tree damage, you know, can do more. I've had it one time when I was living out in Haiku, there was a storm, and I came home, and it was nighttime already, um, and the tree had come over my kitchen. It was a swamp mahogany. I had a yeah. ton. I was lived up above five corners, and the tree came right down over the kitchen, went right through the kitchen roof, and just um, half a block, well, no, it was just half a house away, the power line was down. Oh. And there was a police car because the line was literally hanging about four feet, you know, on the ground. So mm-hmm. so those kind of things can happen. But um, I don't think anyone needs to panic. I've been seeing a lot of anxiety. I've, I've kind of, I hate to say it, kind of laughed at some of the Facebook postings <laughs> because it's like, pray, pray for us. We're right in the path. of the. I mean, it may have been in a hurricane state. You know, it's not going to be level four. 
Um, but still, you know, two in one, nothing to sneeze at. And um, look at it like just being prepared, right? You also laughed, and I did too. We don't, um, we don't shutter up. We don't need to shutter up our windows. I mean, how, do you have shutters, Kathy? Mm-mm. Nobody in shutters. I mean, there might be a couple plantation homes, so don't have to worry about shutters because that's one of the things if you go to the prep site. And you say people don't even really need to put tape across their windows because that doesn't no. really do anything. When I lived in South Florida, the the Hurricane Command Center down there said, people, if you don't have shutters, don't waste your time taping your windows. All it does is make a target for things flying to hit your window. Right. <laughs> it won't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And MauiCounty.gov slash emergency is what you need to uh, be aware of, you know. And uh, and people are pretty good. I mean, in this particular case, with airlines and people you know, Kathy, going out, uh, the airlines will give you, you have like four days, I think, to be able to not have fees, right? Yeah, On- right now the airlines are giving waivers for um, travel up through Friday. Um, so, um, and then you have to rebook. I think Hawaiian, you have to travel by September 9th, I think is what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking on the Hawaiian Air website, and apparently there's long hold times. So if, yeah, if you need to call them, you... This is why a travel agent is a very good thing to have. Now, really, because this mm-hmm. is... I'm sure you've been probably talking to a lot of people today, haven't you? A, f- a few. I had a client um, who was on vacation and wants to come home so i had to book him to come home early so did, did you were you able to get them to come it's not a problem coming in not, i would imagine not a problem right? coming in it's probably a lot of cancellations the flight's out of here i know united was all sold out yeah. yeah yeah but coming in was not a problem yeah well that's good yeah um and of course still the airport is under construction and there's less parking than usual so um, especially with more people leaving now, um, very good to get someone to drop you off, or you know, I, you can have an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi take you. Um, but it's going to be hard with more people in this situation, and some people are very anxious. You know, uh, best to not try to have to worry and stress about finding a parking space, especially in these conditions. And it, by tomorrow, with the rain and everything, oh my gosh, you know. I would say <laughs> go early and be patient. Yes. Because I think for sure there's going to be delays. Yeah. And maybe some And some cancellations, cancellations possibly. So, you know, and the poor people at the airport, you know, they're just going to be overworked. and So well, you just got to be nice. I have done that trek from the parking <laughs> lot in the back. I have done that before in a rainstorm. And I have not, for all the years I have been through lots of rain, never found a rain an umbrella that won't turn backwards in heavy wind. Have you ever found an umbrella that won't go upside down in heavy wind and blow and get completely turned upside down? This is what Elon Musk should invent. Sh- for we us. need an yeah. umbrella that doesn't go to pieces That's in the right. storm. Because when you have heavy winds, even like 40, 35 miles an hour, those things, you know, and that's your umbrella for the trip, of course, you're taking. Plus, you have luggage, and you have your purse, and you have other things you're carrying, and you're you're all there and trying to do it with an umbrella in hand. The last thing you need is all of a sudden you're trying to brush across the street, and, the umbra- and I've had this happen. The umbrella goes backwards, and you go, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm standing here with nothing in my hand, and I have no umbrella now that I can use because it's completely blown apart. But, um, yeah, maybe we should design one, Terry. I think that's I think, a good I idea. I think we need an umbrella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw I saw on, on Facebook someone that came up with a design that has, it's got a hood, and then it comes out like a circle about two feet around you. There's a plastic circle, like a hoop, like a hula hoop. 
so that the rest of your body doesn't get wet. It's um, not a it's it's so and you can move your hands without you know how hard it is if you have one of those rain shawls or something on. So it sticks way out. This thing it's like a hood, a rain hood with a hula hoop with plastic. So not the rain can't get the rest of your body wet. I don't know. I mean, it looked, you know, <laughs> that's weirder than a, an umbrella made out of something that won't break. So, so anyway, Kathy, um, any special deals still left? There were there were some great deals on uh, Paul Gauguin still. There's still availability on um, Paul Gauguin, and um, Celebrity has some Hawaii resident specials too. I oh, had really? a great deal for a client yesterday. I can't believe it was. They were, it was from Honolulu to Sydney, and it was 18 days for $5,000 for two people. That's unbelievable. You can't even when? live on Maui for 18 yeah. days. When? when is, I want that. When is that? October 1st. Are and there? so they can, it's on the solstice, because the solstice is going to be here at the end of September. And then um, they get to, they can board on Maui. I love like, the solstice. Can yeah. I, Can you check for me? I really want that. Yeah. It was a good deal. I love that. I really want my, that. I'm my serious. Client told me, you get a gold star. I felt like I was in school. Well, no, <laughs> see, and I want to know. I try to keep track, but there's so many emails. I oh, get yeah. every day about things, yeah. and I just don't know. Alaska Airlines yesterday had a flash sale, and they had flights for $75, and, and there were some amazing deals, but you had to decide by midnight. I saw it at about 3 o'clock. And by the time I got home, and I couldn't figure out the dates I wanted. It had to be booked by midnight. Mm-hmm. And it was one way. You could only go one way on it. But, I mean, they had trips to San Francisco for $189 one way, and they had trips to Seattle for less than that. And, and I, I mean, Alaska has been extremely aggressive, um, mm-hmm. giving good deals. I mean, you're trying to get business from people. Hawaiians been matching some of that, too. So. Have they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it as cheap as I saw yesterday. But then again... If you know what you're going to do, that's great, but I didn't know what it was going to do. But if I, I really would like to, I've never been to Australia, and I'd love to do that trip. Well, you can do that. It goes through Tahiti, uh-huh. um, and then it uh, stops in Auckland and does the Bay of Islands, and it ends in Sydney. Nice. So, I like that. Yeah, and they got, uh, it was a deluxe family veranda room so it was like 500 square feet it was like oh can you get that for me really will you look i think there was one cabin available will you look yeah okay that would be that <laughs> one would be more awesome. cabin available do you want to go with me i would love to go with you but okay. unfortunately i've already made my vacation plans for oh this wh- year. where are you gonna go i'm going to minneapolis minnesota <laughs> um let's see auckland you've been to you've been to australia as well mm-hmm. yes i have well, I don't know if Kathy knows your background. I know your background, and uh, it's pretty amazing. But as many times as I talk to you, I'm amazed. Now, you wear lots and lots of hats, and you do amazing PR. She was one of the first person at the MAC doing marketing. Well, I met you. Way back in Maui, the day. London Kathy. Pine. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And she worked at uh, for Haleakala Ranch, doing uh, yeah, yeah, doing PR. Yeah. And right now, she's doing an amazing job with Maui Grown Therapy. Um, and and you are smart. You have not canceled the event no, on Saturday. I have not which canceled is, <laughs> the event on Saturday. I, I'm which optimistic. sold out in the afternoon. Yeah. And, 
has a few seats left for the brunch. For the morning brunch, the morning right. Brunch. Michael Vacas talking yeah. about pain management with medical I cannabis saw that. on Saturday. That stuff works, you know. I know. I, <laughs> she's, she knows, and so does Michael know. Yeah. But um, one thing I found out about you just yesterday, we got talking. I did not know you had uh, worked in New Zealand for like three and a half, four years. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're working for a performing arts center in Auckland? Right. So how I got there is kind of a funny story. I was director of marketing at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center. Um, It was September, which is when I took my vacation. My husband and I said, hey, let's go back to Tahiti because we'd been there and we liked it. Um, At the time, Hawaiian Air only flew in and out one day a week. And so it's still that way. Yeah. No, I just no. saw an email yesterday for I think I forget what months, but they're going to do it twice a week. That's great news yeah. because they've but only, only done it on Saturdays. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I forget what time period. Well, that's good. It was just yesterday. And oh, good. So the dates I had available, Hawaiian Airlines was not available. So my husband said, "What's south of there?" And we looked, and I said, New Zealand. He said, let's go there instead. So we did. you got a pretty adventuresome husband, don't you? Oh, he's you? very adventuresome. <laughs> no, good, good. So um, before we left, our tax guy said, hey, if you visit performing arts centers down there and you collect business cards, you can write off a portion of your trip as job-related. And I was like, oh, good tax guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I uh, made it a point to stop in at every performing arts center along the way. I started at the Altea Center in Auckland and then, you know, visited various large and small performing arts centers throughout the country and uh, came back. And I think it was about six weeks later, I got a phone call from the CEO of the Altea Center. He said, hey, uh, he gave me a tour of the place, actually, when I popped in. He said, hey, uh, I quite liked you, and I just found out my Australian director of marketing is moving back home. Would you be interested in uh, the job? And I said, uh, maybe. Okay, can I get back to you? So had a chat with my husband. Uh, they flew me down again to Auckland. I went through a series of interviews with a number of people, and I got offered the job. And was it a good-paying job? It was a good-paying job. But I was very interested in the opportunity to work in this field overseas. And now where in Auckland is that? It's downtown Auckland City. Oh, right. Right in the right, center of things. Right at the top of Queen Street. Oh. So um, luckily they paid, you know, for my immigration fees and travel for the wow. family and moving wow. my household down there, everything. That's fantastic. And I think it was literally about six weeks before... And I'd already quit the job. My husband and I had made arrangements with our house and whatnot. And um, we had a a little uh, two-and-a-half-year-old baby at the time. And within weeks of me departing Maui, I found out I was expecting. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. For a new job, right? But they they were lovely. At any rate, um, gave birth to my daughter in Auckland. Um, she has dual citizenship now as a how result. Nice. So that was a nice penny. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how I ended up going down there. And um, we stayed there three and a half years, close to four years. So, so you get to take travel all around New I, Zealand the right way. New Zealand and Australia. But we did. We traveled quite a bit throughout the North Island, the South Island. And because of the nature of my job there, um, I had an opportunity to develop a lot of relationships with the various EV of Māori or the Māori tribes down there. And so that was nice because, you know, there's always host people in any town you go to. And 
Um, so we had an opportunity to get to know a lot of the native people in New Zealand How as well. How wonderful it is was great. that? Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite area to go on hiking and tra- travel to? My favorite uh, area of the entire country is Bay of Islands. Uh, it's in Northland, which is at the north tip of the North Island. And why I like it, it's closest to the climate from Maui. <laughs> so is it jungle-like? No, it's it's a little rainforesty, but it's warmer, you know. Um, the, the beaches are beautiful. Uh, it's not really that populated. Of course, none of, none of the country is very populated once you get outside of Auckland City. But um, I really, really, we my family just loved Northland, Bay of Islands, Pahia area. And then there's um area short, uh, just below the Bay of Islands um, where they grow a lot of citrus and things like that. Hmm. And there was a small community of Hawaiians there. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. How so, wonderful. Yeah, it was kind of a fun thing. You so you know? made friends. With oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. It's, it's a funny thing about people from Hawaii. I was at my new job, and uh, I think I'd been there about 10 days, and the phone rang. And I picked it up, and this woman, lovely woman, introduces herself. She says, I'm the director of the Auckland Zoo. And I was like, great. She goes, I just read the press release about you coming. She said, I'm also from Hawaii. I said, you are. And she goes, I have to meet you. Okay. She says, let's go meet at um, that teppanyaki place. You know that place? Kobe? Yeah, not Kobe. Benihana. Benihana. She said, let's <laughs> let's have lunch at Benihana. It's the only place that serves good rice (laughs) (laughs) wow so i met her and sure enough you know she's from oahu and she hands me this piece of paper and it had about 115 20 names on it she goes all of these people live in new zealand they're all from hawaii here's their phone numbers call them when you're in town they'll take good care of you so what was the zoo like small but nice yeah. yeah yeah And and you got around fine driving on the left side. You bought a car, obviously, right? Bought a car. Yeah. We had a home. Um, it took a little while for me to get used to driving on the other side of the road. But the other surprise for me was that, um, you know, that old saying that England and America are divided by a common language. It also extends to New Zealand. So some of the terminology that they use in New Zealand, I was not familiar with when I first got there. So interesting. that was kind of fun. I never learn. would have thought of that even. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I was at work and we had a problem with one of our printers and my assistant came and talked to me and I, I was a little bit angry because they promised they were going to make a deadline and they missed it. And I And I said, wow, you know, I'm really pissed. And she said you're pissed (laughs) and I said yeah because da 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 and she goes and and because of that you got pissed and I said yeah wouldn't you be pissed and she goes you don't seem like the kind of person that would get pissed and I said really why not and she goes I don't know you just don't strike me as that kind of person and I went what do you think pissed means and she goes drunk (laughs) I said oh no (laughs) we think it means angry and she goes oh no wonder yeah angry I get drunk I don't get (laughs) now that's an interesting one yeah I get I get it I know and it's a totally different experience it's funny I was listening to the Fromers and um, they have uh, her daughter uh, Pauline's daughter has been doing a work program and there's this amazing program where you can go to countries and work. And I think that's a really great way of getting to know another country. And um, obviously, you know, she didn't know the language, but she wanted to learn a language as part of the reason 
that she was doing the work program. I, I guess the pay is not great, but they put you up and they take care of, I think, some of the food. I'm not sure if all of it or whatever. But but in your case, it was really great. It was a great job, and it's what you know how to do. Yep. And so you really got to know the country. And four years, and I was shocked when you told me yesterday, because I've never been to New Zealand. And I mean, I've been to 40 countries at least, but I've never been to New Zealand. I've always wanted to go. And you said, I said, it's just amazing. She says, you said, but the weather. I said, what What about the weather? I didn't know. She said, you said it rained every day. And I was shocked. I didn't know that. Well, Auckland area especially has a climate very similar to Seattle. And uh, when I first got the package of information from New Zealand Immigration, Welcome to New Zealand, and it had sections in there about each section of the country. And when it talked about Auckland, it said, we have X number of hours of sunshine every year. And I went, that's a strange way to measure sunshine by the hours, right? And then once we moved in and we got settled, now caveat, around Christmas time, which is their summer, our winter, a New Zealand is probably the most beautiful location on planet Earth. It's just stunning. Mm-hmm. The colors are so vibrant, brilliant, and so forth. And literally, you've got like a six-week window of glorious really? Maui weather. So a right? good time to go is Christmas. No, it's not. No, I mean summer, <laughs> August. August so, right now. Right now. And that's be, their winter. That's their winter. Oh. But do not travel to New Zealand for Christmas because the entire country shuts down and all of the New Zealanders themselves are out, out on holiday, and the cost oh. of lodging is very high. It's difficult to find availability. Oh, the campgrounds really? are, are crammed. It's the craziest thing, but it is true. So Really? Yeah. So everyone knows this. Everyone <laughs> knows this, right? So, you know, every day, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, here came the inevitable rain. But it's not like tropical rain. Mm-hmm. It's like dreary kind of rain. And I think after about, I think we had about 10 days of rain that didn't stop. It was just this constant drizzle. And I got up in the morning to make coffee and I was staring out the window and I just started crying. And I'm not really an emotional person. And my husband says, what's wrong with you? And I said, I can't live here anymore. (laughs) So, yeah, the weather, the weather was kind of a deal breaker for me. Yeah. And I mean, that's an interesting thing because it's like a dream job. But then what did you do? Well, after I left my job, now mind you, my daughter was one at the time, um, and my son was three, Uh, my husband and I were going to travel around New Zealand and find another place to to relocate to. We weren't um, that thrilled with the Auckland area, and um, then we heard on the radio or television that Air New Zealand was having a sale on Around the World Tickets airline tickets Mm -hmm. and you could pick I think it was eight different international cities that they or their partner airlines um, flew to and it was so incredibly cheap I think for the adults we paid like fourteen hundred dollars and because my son was such a little guy he was half price he was like seven hundred and my daughter was so young she was free now, this was a few years back. This was 1997, eight. Okay. So um, my husband says, let's do it. And I said, we can't do that. We have two small kids. He goes, so? He says, one day they're going to be in school and we'll never have an opportunity to do this. Neither one of us are employed right now. We don't need to have a place to live. We'll just put all of our stuff in a storage locker in Auckland and just go. And I was like, 
we can't do that. And he says, why? And I, I thought about it, and I said, yeah, I really couldn't think of a reason why. <laughs> so we did, and we were uh, technically homeless for one year, living on the road, just kind of going from place to place and staying in affordable local places and eating in affordable local restaurants and making friends along the way. I'd I, love to do I that. I would <laughs> love to do that as well. I wish the airlines would do that again. They haven't done it in a long time, have they, Kathy? Well, they have around the worlds, but they're more about three to f- three thousand on up yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. well but even yeah. that's not that bad if you're going to go around the world compared to if you bought tickets in each place for each mm-hmm. city right yeah yeah but they still have around the world so oh on, they do yeah on all the airlines or just well like united the star alliance you know each in uh, american and their partners and i'm i'm pretty sure delta and their partners do so they all do and yeah. any caveats on that there are aren't they I don't think so. I think you have to go in one direction. Oh, yeah. You got to go in one direction. You have to, um, you, it's based on mileage. So you have to pick out your cities. Um, you have to stay a minimum, I think, of three, three nights in one city. You can't backtrack. Is there a limit of the amount of cities you can go to? Mm, I think there's a minimum of six, I believe. I don't. Recall, I haven't done an around the world ticket in a long time. I would sure love yeah. that. At one, quite a few years ago, they were, I sold quite a, a lot of them, but I haven't had a request for that lately. So I don't know if people know they can do it. You don't hear talk about it anymore. They don't advertise it. They no. do. I, I don't see any ads, you know, because no. I get at least one email a day from United. I've never seen anything no. advertising. Yeah, it. it's, it's a, you know, it, it's not easy to put together, you know, so you have to go back and forth at the airline and. And you have to know where you want to go. You do. Well, that was. But you can change your. Oh, you can. You can change mm-hmm. your dates mm-hmm. um, for no fee. Usually, the last I did. Well, one. you couldn't, right? You had to have certain cities at certain dates, right, That's Terry? Right. We yeah. had to pick eight destination cities and dates that we would be departing those places. So. If you just tuned in, I'm talking to Terry Freitas Gorman about a dream trip she decided to take 20 years ago. Um, from Auckland, uh, her, her husband, and her two babies, young one and three years old, mm-hmm. uh, to travel around the world. Now, this for many people, I'm sure many people would love to hear about how that works. So where did you decide you wanted to go as key cities? Well, we left from New Zealand, and we wanted to spend some time in Australia, so we flew into Sydney first. And my daughter took her first step in Sydney. Wow. <laughs> but um, from Sydney, we traveled up to Cairns, um, which is in the northeast of Australia. Where it's Cairns, K E? It's C A I R N. Oh, Cairns. Oh, oh, yeah, Kens. I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was pronounced Cairns. Yeah, if you say Cairns in Australia, they'll look at you like you're nuts, so they call it Cairns. Okay. But it's very close to the Great Barrier Reef, and oh. um, the best part about that trip for me was we ended up going to uh, an attraction there called the Chabukai Cultural Park, and it's owned by the Chabukai Aboriginal people. And uh, it was a fantastic story that they told. They've always done performances in this little theater in this town called Kuranda. And uh, their performances were getting more and more famous. And one year, a Broadway, American Broadway producer took the train up to Kuranda, saw their performance, and thought was impressed by it. 
and asked them if they thought about turning it into a business. They said, no, not really. And he says, well, I have a proposal for you. He went back to New York, got some investors, came back and entered into a partnership with the Chavakai people. They opened up a cultural park there with the most amazing theater. Um, and now, mind you, this was the 1990s, so this technology was super cutting edge. But they had, um, they had, uh, oh, what do you call those things? Like virtual reality. But mm -hmm. um, so you could sit in in the audience and you could see things moving around that weren't really there. Holograms. It was like a hologram, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it told the Chabukai people's um, creation story of the dream time and whatnot. But what was really so interesting to me was that they had headphones and you could dial in what language you wanted to hear. You wow. could put English or you could put Japanese or whatever. But if you didn't use your earphones, the performance was in their native language. How and wonderful. So I immediately took my earphones off because I wanted to hear the language and see the performance. And this was not Cairns, not Karen's, but K-A-I. It's called the Chabukai Cultural Park. It's spelled T-J-A-B-U-K-A-I, I, -A -I, I oh, think. Oh, <laughs> good luck yeah. on that. But it's in the city of... It, it's near Cairns. Cairns. Uh, so... Um, Got Sounds wonderful. It was so great, but yeah. we got chatting with a couple of the guys who work there, and they found out we were from Hawaii, and so oh, you should meet some of our elders, and so we got to meet some of the elders from the Chabukai people, but the interesting thing was the partnership was set up in such a way where the Americans started off with 51% ownership, but every, every year would take profits and um, buy down his shares and by the time we had seen it I think the Chabukai people were owning like 80% of it and they were they were explaining how good it was because now their youth had these good quality jobs and they were learning the culture and it was really inspirational. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so that was a highlight So for sure. how long did you land up in Australia? I think we were there about a month. And then where'd you hop off to? Then I think from Australia we went to Indonesia Oh, yeah. Bali? We or? were in Bali, yeah. Mm -hmm. We spent quite a bit of time in Bali. We had friends that told us to hire a driver, so we Best did. Best way to go, yeah. And the driver we hired ended up having kids the same age as our kids, so we sort of took his whole family on vacation with us, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, their kids didn't speak English. Our kids couldn't uh, speak Indonesian, but... Um, the kids had a great time together. Kids don't need to speak yeah. the same language. And uh, our friends spoke enough English that we were able to get by. But we ended up staying there a couple of t uh, for a couple of weeks. And we were invited to their village. And we had an opportunity to have a dinner. My husband went to a, a chicken fight. And, um, yeah, I, first time I ever ate with my hands and sat on a like a dirt floor, but it was a fabulous experience. We really had a great time. And now one thing, Kathy, that blew my mind, I found out, you did this trip around the world with carry-on luggage. Can you imagine? Wow. Carry-on luggage. <laughs> Tell us how you did that. So we had two carry-on suitcases that we used and my daughter's portable stroller. That's what took us around the world. Um, and what we did was when we left New Zealand, we packed clothing that we thought was going to work for the Australian climate, which was really good in Indonesia. And then from Indonesia, we went from Singapore, and from Singapore, we went into Ireland. So by the time we got to Ireland, we were kind of done with the tropical weather. It was pretty chilly there. 
So what we did was we went into a secondhand store in Ireland and we dumped all the clothes we brought with us, donated, and we purchased all secondhand clothes that were for a warmer climate. And uh, that's what we wore and until we went into another climate, and then we switched over again. So, Although wow. when you're getting clothes in a, in a colder climate, they take climate, they take more space up. They do, but we really didn't have much problem. And the other thing, if anybody's traveling with kids, I have a huge mom tip. Everybody wear black most of the time. Oh, yeah. You'll be okay, right? <laughs> and then you just do your laundry when you get to the next town. How but. many things could you carry in your carry-on? Enough for two kids and two adults. <laughs> that's, that's not much. It's enough. It's enough, really. Um, you know, it, you don't you don't need as much as, as you think you need. As I tell people, when you go travel, when you're seriously into traveling, take half as much stuff as you think you need, and take twice as much money. So what? <laughs> two pairs of pants and a couple. About two, that. three blouses uh-huh. and shoes alone. I mean, you nope. have two pairs of two shoes? Two pairs of shoes, something that looked somewhat dressy, and then the other for just kind of trucking around. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, You know, that would be the hardest part of doing this. I, I, In fact, I don't know. I don't think I could do just carry on around the world. I mean, I'd like to go around the world, but I don't know if I could do just. <laughs> I mean, although I know Sue does it. I think it's Sue. No. Oh, Sue Gill is really good at that. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. And I also know another person, Sam Vessel. You know Sam Bessel lives up in Olinda? No. She she travels around the world, and she does it all in carry-on. And, yeah. I mean, smart travelers do. I know this. Peter Greenberg always says, you know, do carry-on. But they're making it harder with some of the carry-on now. I don't know. I, I think there's nothing more soul-destroying than standing at luggage claim for two <laughs> hours waiting for something after you've been on a plane for yeah. nine, ten hours. It's just, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> How long were you in Ireland for? I, I love Ireland. Yeah, we spent, I'd say, about two weeks in Ireland. We spent about a week in Northern Ireland, and then we went down to Dublin and hung out there for a while. And then, Where um, did you live in Ireland? Where did we live? live yeah, oh, we, we just stayed. Traveled around? Yeah, yeah. You and know. you obviously didn't book hotels. You just went to places and found them, or how did you do that? That's right. We would get to town, and, you know, I guess coming from an island, you learn how to kind of talk to the local people, right? So just tell them, hey, you know, we're visiting from Hawaii, by the way. You know, <laughs> that always you, helps. Right? You yeah. get celebrity status yeah. <laughs> immediately. And then, um, you know, we're looking for a place to stay that's, inexpensive can you recommend someplace and nine, 99 times out of 100 people will say yeah you should go here or don't go there or whatever same thing with restaurants and those types of things so yeah that's how we did it that's another thing if you're traveling that light you can't carry books and stuff no there's no room for that no and not a lot of toiletries or makeup and stuff like that either you just you had a big purse i assume well yeah you know but i mean it it really is not as difficult as you'd imagine I, I, as I said, I, I can't imagine, you know, waiting for at luggage claim for, you know, however long it takes when you could be out there already starting your, your visit, right? So. What time of year were you in Ireland? We were in Ireland, gosh, let me think. I want to say it was the early spring, so it oh, was still time. a little yeah, chilly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And rain sometimes. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very much like New Zealand. In fact, We'd done all this travel, and we got we got to New Zealand. I mean, we got to Ireland, and I was sitting on the train, and I was looking out the window, and I said to my husband, this looks just like New Zealand, only smaller. And then 
eventually we ended up going to Alaska, and I said, this looks just like New Zealand, <laughs> only bigger. <laughs> ah, yeah, good point. So um, did you fall in love, particular this far in the trip, had you fallen in love with a place and said, gosh, I really want to maybe live here? Or is there one place uh, in your journey that you just said, this is just the most amazing place, I, I, I want to move here? We went to a really neat little um, Greek island called Paros. It was a little fishing village uh, on one side of the island. We got to meet some of the local people there. My husband is extremely friendly, and I don't even think we'd been in the town overnight yet. And we went out the next morning to go get something to eat, and this bus driver drives by. Hey, Terry. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know the bus driver already? Well, that ended up being an invitation to a Greek wedding and on and on and on. <laughs> um, but uh, unbelievable food. The best preparation of octopus ever on planet Earth did I taste on the island of Pados. Um, but having said that, the people were super nice, and I really enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of home, actually. It was a little cooler than Maui, but um, just the environment and whatnot. So I would say that was one place that How I, did I you really find found. Paros? I mean, that's not, it's an off-the-beaten path. It is. We just, um, Athens was one of our destination cities. Was that after Ireland? Yes. Yeah. So we started in Ireland, and then we departed from Athens, and we made our way down to Athens. You made your way down through the whole European country, right? That's right. We traveled by train throughout. So you went to England or France? We went went to to France. France, and then Mm -hmm. just got a train to pass and did the whole train thing down? Right. So... To further complicate my life story, Cindy, I I also <laughs> I, I also had lived in the Netherlands in the the early 1980s, and uh-huh. I still had friends in Holland, and so uh, we had an opportunity to go to France through Belgium up to Holland, and we stayed with some friends in Holland for a while before resuming our travels. So amazing! How wonderful! How wonderful! And then just made your way down. At your leisure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just knew that we needed to be in Athens by X Y Z dates. So. And it wasn't more expensive than some of the European countries trying to find places to stay overnight. Mm, no, no, no. Wow. As I said, you know, this was pre-internet days, right? But uh, you could roll into town and just ask somebody, "Hey, is there an inexpe- inexpensive place for a family to stay tonight?" And wow. inevitably, they would know somebody that was renting a room or something. Wow, no fear, huh? <laughs> and so you get down to Athens. Now, where do you, where did you wander from Athens to find these beautiful little islands? So in Athens, there's a big harbor where people are going to all the Greek islands, right? Kathy, mm-hmm. you know about yeah, that. Yeah, been there too. And um, so because, you know, we come from a place where tourism is pretty hot, we tend to avoid tourism locations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just started chatting again with folks and saying, you know, which islands are really super touristy and which ones are less so. And somebody said, you you would like Paros if you're not looking for a lot of other foreigners in Greece. Mm. So that's where we went. It was great. Enjoyed it. I'd never heard of it. Have you heard of it before, Kathy? Is it P-A-R-O-S? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of it, but I never sent anybody there, though. Yeah. But, yeah. And and you get there, obviously, by ferry. Right? Yes, yeah. ferry. Mm-hmm. And so you just found a place to stay there, and how long did you land up in Paros? We were there a couple of weeks, yeah. I love Greek food. I do, too. I, it's just, I haven't eaten this is my 10th day of a fast, Terry. Oh, just okay. thinking we won't about, talk about Greek food. You haven't eaten at all? No, it's been oh. a total master cleanse fast with just water and lemon and, and lemon juice. I'd be it. dying by now. No, I, I'm still here. Yeah. I finally lost the nine pounds I gained from traveling. Oh, that's good. It took me 
10 days of not eating to lose the weight that I gained because when I travel, the cruises will, will do it, you know, okay. the cruises. And, and I went to New York, and I just totally pigged out because there were a lot of parties and things going on. And then once you break your habits and start eating that way when you come back, it's all over. you got to go back to the way you eat before you went on the trip. You can't <laughs> live like and eat like you do when you're traveling when you're back home. So true. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so, so there, I mean, you didn't want to stay forever in Paros, and you decided to leave. So where did you go? Oh, well, we came back through the mainland U.S. at that point. Uh, my husband has family on the East Coast, and we had friends in Florida. And so, you know, we did that whole thing. And then we came through Hawaii. We didn't move home right away. We came through Hawaii. And then we ended up going back to New Zealand for a while. Wow. Because, well, how, your stuff was still there. Our stuff was still there. Our car was still there. It was all still there. So how did you feel coming home after this amazing adventure for a year on the road with just your carry-on and your kids and whatever you, I mean, what? It, how much, I guess a couple of questions. How much did it cost you, savings-wise, to just live, you know, because there's this food and there's travel and there's expenses. And it's much less than you would expect. Family of four, I'd be surprised if we spent $25,000 that year. Wow. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, the exchange rate and things like that. But if you know... If if you know what questions to ask and what people to talk to, you'll get treated pretty well no matter where you are, right? I don't think you could yeah. do that on Maui. I don't think you could live for a year on Maui with a family for no, you couldn't no, for twenty five you, you could not do that not, here. No, right? No, it wouldn't be possible. No. Um but you know, we we again this was the nineteen nineties, but um, you know, if you get your rail passes and things like that, there's a lot of savings that you can make. Well, and obviously you know how to travel. <laughs> right, I mean, and and I think it seems like it helped that you um, had worked in the performing arts field for so long, because almost every city has a performing arts, and I guess in a way that's an entree, saying you'd worked in two gorgeous places, Auckland and Maui. Actually, I think being from Hawaii uh, gave me the skills to do this. Um, I think when you're from an island, you learn how to talk to anybody. And being from Hawaii, people do not associate us with quote-unquote ugly Americans. So you get kind of an extra special layer of hospitality no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think living in Hawaii, we have such a multicultural community here that you learn how to read cultural signals maybe a little bit better than others. And so you kind of observe and say, oh, okay, this is how people are here. I'll be sure to do this and that and not this. And with that level of respect and and sincere interest in other people, it just people are just super nice back. <laughs> Did you ever encounter dangerous situations, which you consider to be dangerous in the course of a year? We did not. No, we were very fortunate. Of course, it probably helps that my husband's six foot four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because that is, I mean, you never know. Some fear does become a factor for some people in traveling. You know. Um, with a family, you have a lot of considerations there, too. Mm-hmm. And did you ever get sick? I mean, it's, a lot of people worry about food poisoning or bad food in some areas and stuff. No, nobody ever got sick. Wow. We were We were really blessed. No accidents, no injuries, nothing like that. I mean, now, you know, the older, wiser me looks back on that and go, what were you thinking? You were crazy <laughs> to do this. But in the moment, it seemed to make perfect sense. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Kathy, you know, I'd always like to do something like this. But, I mean, it, it, and you would too, right? I, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. 
But it, it does get to be difficult when you have your jobs and other things to do. To, to, to do that is almost made becomes impossible for people. And you have to have that opening where something, okay, I don't have work right now. This is my opportunity to do it. And you have to know how to, I mean, a couple of things. You know, have to know how to budget. Um, you have to, you know, it helps that you knew people. It helps that you're Hawaiian, of course. And, and But there's certain factors that really did make the difference, you know. But it's the part of travel that is so exciting is, you know, a lot of people take trips. You know how many people take trips, and they plan everything. And with cruises, this is the only problem. You don't have a lot of room and space to really get to know a place. It, yeah, you just get a taste of each. You just It's like a poo-poo, city, a poo-poo yeah. of mm-hmm. places when you travel right. on a cruise, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you see these people who get off at Kahului Harbor and then cross yes. the street and they go to Long's or whatever and then yeah. go back. It's like, okay, yeah, I've been to Maui, but no, you really haven't. Exactly, <laughs> exactly you know. Um, and you really need time in places, and most people don't have enough time in their schedule to really get to know what the flavor of places is. What were your impressions about the world and people when you came back from this amazing year-long trip? So a couple of things happened to me when we first got back. Uh, Number one was I had no idea that you could live happily in such a small space. Um, When we did get back, um, my uh, former boss, actually from the Maui Arts and Cultural Center, asked me to come out and work for him in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And this was after a year of traveling with the kids and here and whatnot. And they flew us to Fort Lauderdale, and they put us in a two-bedroom condominium, which just seemed like a, a palatial amount of space. Really? Um, we lived in New Zealand. It had three television stations uh, that went off the air at 10 o'clock at night. Here we go to mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. It was like 120 stations, 24-7, selling all this, that, and the other thing. That was a bit of a shock for me. The other um, thing is the food stores in New Zealand sell a lot of unprocessed, very natural type foods. So even breakfast cereals for kids are, you know, like Rice Krispies or what they're known for their Weetabix and that kind of thing. And back in the States, I remembered walking through this um, cereal aisle in Fort Lauderdale and I was just overwhelmed by the number of choices and the amount of garbage that was in the food and yeah, it was a big, big change. Reentry was tough. <laughs> okay, well, um, we just got an update. Um, thank you, Rod Anton from um, the County of Maui. He's the communications director. Um, this relates to our friends on Molokai. Uh, Molokai residents are, who intend to head to the evacuation shelter at Molokai High School are urged to go there early before rains have the potential to flood south-facing shores, causing transportation problems. Also, as I mentioned earlier, the Maui bus and MEO transportation will end services tonight at 6 p.m. Now, I knew that they were going to end it at, uh, at the Queen Commons Center, but now Maui bus and MEO transportation um, completely will end services tonight at 6 o'clock. Now, the only thing that concerns me here is there's many people that have gotten very used to taking the bus system, and if you're thinking of getting supplies, etc., etc., and you can't take the bus... Um, you're stuck with having to get a taxi, a friend to drive you, or something else at this point, which is um, definitely make plans for that. Also, currently, Maui County is an active hurricane warning. There's also a flash flood watch and high surf advisory for south-facing shores in effect, of course, because south-facing shores are going to be the closest to where the hurricane comes through. 
Evacuation shelters will be open at 2 p.m., so just in a few minutes. Shelters opened early at 1 p.m. for individuals with special health needs. And the following is a list of evacuation shelter locations. Hana High School and Elementary School. I wonder what that's going to be like during the storm. Hana, the road to Hana, right? I would not take the road to Hana when we start getting close to weather tomorrow and on Friday. Somebody that, when I was driving in, I we have a client. He's staying out in Hana. And he's, uh, he's supposed to leave Friday. He's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, Take oh, the plane yeah, out of Hana and get back. Um, those roads could flood. Yeah. And there's landslides that happen on those roads quite yeah. often. Also, Lokalani Intermediate School is pet-friendly and is going to be a shelter that's opening now. Maui High School, pet-friendly as well. That's always welcome news to know they're pet-friendly. A lot of people won't go to a shelter if they can't take their pet or have something, but the Humane Society does go out and provide services um, to some of these places. Lahaina Intermediate School doesn't have the pet-friendly, but they will be open. King Kekaliki High School, Molokai High School, Lanai High School is pet-friendly. Now, I did get concerned about, um, we're kind of getting close here, but I did get concerned about uh, Lanai because Lanai really is more in the path um, than any of our places along the coast there. Um, So they're going to be really, I think, hit harder. I saw something on Facebook that the barge made it in so that they had supplies and they were going to unload it so as fast as they could so that people could get their supplies. Well, that's another point. They're closing the harbors tomorrow and Friday. So if you wanted to take a ferry over and back, I imagine that's not going to be possible. Um, At this time, DOE schools are closed. All state and county parks, pools, and park facilities are closed. County landfills closed at noon today, So, and there's no trash tomorrow, no trash pickup tomorrow. As mentioned before, all Maui bus and MEO transportation services will end this evening. So um, these people are very much in tune with all the emergency services, and so they're taking this very seriously. You have to take it seriously. I mean, I understand that. So, uh, again, it's best to be prepared. And uh, But at the same time, I've been seeing a lot of anxiety. So, I mean, sometimes you can get in more trouble when you're driving, you know, and some of the people are doing a little of these moves I don't usually see, you know, and driving a little faster. So, you know, breathe and do the, uh, I think more than ever, you got to practice aloha when you're in these situations, right? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, because some of these lines, like at Costco, you know, for gas, very, very, very long lines, right? Um, And you can see it in people's faces, and there's a lot of stuff, but... Um, you know, the kids have the days off school, and they're really happy. Are your kids, your kids, and your family, your grandkids oh, my off kids school. Are old. Yeah, but your grand, you have grandkids. <laughs> my grandkids. Yes. Um, yeah, they have. They're they off. Have, it was yeah. funny. My granddaughter. I talked to her last night, and she goes, "You need to pray for yourself over there." I'm all, "Aren't you going to pray for me?" She goes, "You have to pray for yourself." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> that's that's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I really hope everyone prays for themselves out there, but we'll pray for everyone else, too. Um, But um, it's really a pleasure. Thank you, Terry Freitas-Gorman. You're wonderful. I love your stories. And it was great hearing your story today. Thank you for coming in, Kathy. Drive safe. And uh, we will be back next week. Aloha.